0: Alright guys, uh, just to introduce myself, my name is Jabril Osmond, uh, I run a platform called Studio One. I run the platform with my friend Mike, he films and does all the editing side. So the idea is pretty simple with Studio One, we interview international artists and local artists in Toronto and around Canada, because the whole idea is a platform that allows artists to have conversation, and I've written for Clash and rap season and the 405 and all of these other things, but I really wanted to build a platform for Toronto, so it's amazing to get you guys on and to highlight an amazing up-and-coming group in the city in Toronto, so thanks for being on Studio One.
1: Thanks for having us. Awesome.
0: Thanks for having us, Nance. No man. So to get started, um, first, can you guys just briefly introduce yourselves?
2: Um, I'm Justin Trash. I'm, I guess, the bad boy of the group. um Uh, i'm rock lee
1: and i'm the pretty boy of the group Uh, i'm joe rascal and i'm the lover boy of the group troublemaker uh and we're uptown boy band
0: cool, cool all right guys so first question and since it's a bunch of you guys just feel free to jump in whoever wants to answer the question first so can you guys individually talk to me about what it was like growing up for you guys like individually and when music became a part of your lives whether it was artists you guys were listening to or just the early life of course individually before you guys came together
2: um i guess personally for me i i used to write like poems a lot when i was in uh, elementary school and then i graduated into like writing stories and then i wrote lyrics but i never rapped and then i got introduced to Talad the creator and basically, like, his, like, way of using speech and, like, free speech was just so, like, limitless. And so I figured that, like, maybe I could do something like that as well. And that kind of motivated me into starting music. Okay.
3: Um, I always had, like, interest in doing something creative and, like, doing something like art. And just growing up, like, growing up in the Korean community, you're exposed a lot to... K pop music and just entertainment in general. So I was just exposed to like, you know, K pop boy bands like Big Bang and all those guys like at a very young age. And I knew I wanted to do something like that. So I was like dancing and during high school I was like dancing and then I got into like fashion designing. And then um after listening to like ASAP Rocky, like he really inspired me to try to make music. And yeah, I just want to make music and I met you guys.
1: Yeah, personally, I I was like all over the place as a kid. Uh, I was doing hip hop, I guess, like without knowing I was doing, because I was like into dance. I was into beatboxing, b-boying, and stuff like that. Uh, Musically, like I just still like I just listened to a lot of music, like from punk rock to rap to like pop, uh, a lot of K-pop, obviously, because growing up as a, a, you know, young Korean Canadian, like I I grew up with both sides, so uh, that's how I grew up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And for me personally, like my background is like Somali and half Kenyan, half Somali. And for me, being a music journalist and telling my parents, like that's what I want to do and having to like explain it to them. Talking about what it was like for you guys listening to music and telling your parents, like, this is what I listen to, this is what I enjoy. Um, but for you guys, you know, it's the best of both worlds, whether it's enjoying K-pop and enjoying that as well and enjoying Western music. But individually for you guys, like, how is those conversations,
2: like, saying, this is what I want to do. Uh, Well, personally, my mom was definitely not stoked about me saying I was going to be an artist, because, like, obviously, every Korean parent's dream is, like, having their kid be successful, and in their eyes, like, the art world doesn't offer that. And so, for me to explain to my mom that, like, I think I do have an opportunity here, she, like, she was pissed at first, obviously, but... um, yeah, I mean she, she got over it as soon as we uh we signed, so
3: Yeah, um my mom was super upset, like she was not happy and she basically gave me like the the, the shake my head and like the face palm when I first told her I was gonna do music. Yeah. But then um yeah, she saw that, you know, I wasn't joking around, I was like really serious for it and now like she sees how things are Starting
1: to do really well for the group, and she's my biggest supporter now. So. Yeah, I want to apologize to my parents because like, I gave them such a hard time. Yeah. Um Obviously, they, they they didn't want me to do this in the beginning too. Like like Justin and and Rock, uh, similar things. Uh, I mean, I was studying political science and going to university before this shit, and then I dropped out. Um, yeah, and then I got my first tattoo, and they kicked me out. But I mean, like. We're all here now, right? we, we, <laughs> we're doing our shit. Like, adding,
0: you know. adding to what you just said, so I know like a lot of people, they go to school education and some artists that I've recently talked to, they said like they've actually gone to school for music, but most of the time it's going to school for something else. For you, like mm-hmm. going to school, but knowing music was something you wanted to do. How did you go through that? Uh, school must have been something, you know, you're I wanted to do music and things are going great, but I'm also in school, like talk to me about that.
1: I mean, I, mean um, I didn't go to school for too long. I got a probation and I got, like, I dropped out because, like, I was just partying, I think. Uh, but I think the reason for me partying is because, like, my interests were somewhere else, which was, like, music and, like, being around people who were also, like, uh, who had similar interests, right? So, um, yeah, that's how, how that's how school was for me. Like, I didn't really go. Um, I mean, I tried because of my parents, but, you know, it came out of it. Yeah. To add on
3: to that, um, so I went to school when I first started making music too. But then um, I, I made a deal with my parents, and then she just like, um, she's like, okay, if you can sustain yourself doing music, then you can do whatever. where am I allowed to question this interview? Somewhere?
0: Yeah, that's okay.
3: Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, she's like, if you can like sustain yourself doing music and like make your own money. Then you can do whatever the fuck you want to do, right? Yeah. And then, so I made a promise with that, with um, my parents. And then after I started, you know, making my own income and stuff, and then they didn't say anything.
0: And now, I know you guys you, know, you guys came together, you're a group now, and you know you guys are really singles, and they're really great. But of course, when you guys first came together, you and you first started making those early songs, talk to me about it was like coming together. You know, taking all of your talents and realizing the things that worked and things that didn't work. So, right. talk, to, talk to me about the early songs. And the, so uh,
2: yeah. the the funny part of our group is when we formed the group, we actually were playing solo songs as a group, and we figured that like the aesthetic of having three Korean like Korean kids on stage together was just like enough. And we got a lot a lot of references references people saying that like we kind of look like a boy band. So then that's when we decided to add Boy Band to our original name, which was Uptown. And so a lot of like the early songs or whatever, we don't really like, we have like maybe like 10 songs that we did together and we then decided to scrap them and then start something new. And what you're hearing in the album that's coming in Club UBB, you'll be able to hear like the progression.
0: Talk to me about the progression. Like how have you guys, when did you guys, like what year and how how much progression have you guys gone through i guess in in like sonically and musically like how much have you guys grown in the way you're saying it
2: well even with like the album now since we're done with it like we, we were figuring out like what our niche was within the group and like what made uptown boy band sound work so say like Rockley would do like a hook and then that would kind of pioneer the whole like concept of the song and then joe will be able to add like you know, maybe like an outro and then I put put in like an eight and then that just like together just created so much like harmony within the group. But then even then, like finding that formula, like we realized what we could have fixed. And so like even in the follow up album, there's going to be more progression there.
0: Yeah, for sure. Now, talking about the music, there's a more massive, important, not uh, not to say massive, but just as equally as important as being an artist. Talk to me about what it was like for you guys being on stage for the first time. Learning how to really perform together on stage. So before you guys, I know you guys have gone on tour. Tell me about like Toronto shows that you guys have done, North by Northeast, like and understanding the performance aspect of it as a cohesive group.
3: I think when we performed, um, it was it was more just um, being in the moment. I think we were less organized and we were more free on stage. But I feel like that's where the charm was when we first started doing shows, because we would would move very freely. But then when we come out as, like, a trio, that itself was very powerful, and that was a statement. So I feel like now as we progress, we're being more structured, and we have more of a foundation and more of a formula of what works and what does not work. But I feel like definitely in, like, the early shows that we did, we were
2: very just, like full of energy just for i think like seeing us on stage too was like seeing like a k-pop version of the
1: migos (laughs) yeah yeah i remember like the early stages like there the countless times where like you just we would just go up on stage and like not even know what's up there you know and just do our do our thing right
0: yeah just like yeah just like
1: organic energy
0: i haven't seen you guys perform yet i'll say yet but um i was doing my research and stuff like that and you guys refer to yourselves as headline killers talk to me about yeah. talk to me at some big shows that you guys have <laughs> had where you know it was pretty clear to you guys that you were the the, the well, act that everybody wanted to
2: see when we we're saying headline killers it's like whenever we were put on like a local showcase or like a local show like we would never really be the headliners but like every time we would play like people thought that this that was the end of the show 'Cause like the way we play, like we play it like it's our fucking season finale. Do you get yeah. what I mean? Like
3: yeah.
2: it's like that show is gonna be our last show and that's how we play it. Right. And so that kind of energy, like, that makes people be like, Oh, okay, so I'm done here and I'll leave. And so like when we saw that the headliners still need still need to go on and like none of the crowd crowd is left, like just kinda gassed us up, so we just started calling ourselves headline killers.
0: You guys feel like at the shows is when you guys started to realize that this was connecting the way you would see the audience connecting to your music or do you think there are other ways where you guys saw that this was really connecting
2: well like, just, like, when we when we first started playing shows like we were playing to a bunch of like drunk drunk motherfuckers like it was just parties you know what i mean like people this is the time where like I guess people just wanted to be out, and, like, we just caught the right timing of everything. And that energy, we utilized it and started to create, like, our music base off that, you know? We basically created buzz just by doing local shows. Create- like, any and every local show. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Like, we had we had no music out. But then they were putting us on, like, headlines for local shows. You know what I mean? Like, putting on, on, like, North deep We had no music out. Yeah, so that was literally from playing shows and creating like buzz and like people just talking
0: about us. Now, going away from the performing aspect, you guys have released these two singles, "Roller Girl" and "Black Pink." Um, they both sonically sound different. Um, yeah. we live in this era now where boxing an artist into a genre is becoming more and more impossible. So, talk to me about how you guys see the way you guys release these music, and how you would. I guess explain both of these singles because they're very individual, very apart, but they're right.
2: yeah.
0: Joe,
1: so, yeah. These uh these two singles, *Roller Girl* and *Blackpink*, they really show our versatility in our music. Uh, we're not just one genre. Uh, Uptown Boy band is a is a whole genre like in itself. Uh, we're not like like Justin mentioned this before. We're not just pop or K-pop. We're like, or we're not trap or pop. We're like in the middle. Um so like a lot of our music comes from like our range of emotions and like all like as a collective like we we all came up from different places so we bring that into our music um so Blackpink and roller girl roller girl is very pop heavy kind of like retro 70s type and then Blackpink is more trap grunge um so you see like the the huge like versatility that we have there um sorry what was the question again
0: Just the idea of like you're saying the versatility of it because it's hard to yeah try to really categorize music in general now, but the way you guys are making music, you know, releasing a song that sounds like this, but a song that, you know, sounds like that.
2: Right. So like the concept of our album is actually like Heartthrob, which is our pop side and Heartbreak, which is our trap side. And we're within those two sides, we're showing different sides of pop music and different sides of trap music as well. It's like, like you said, we don't really want to be boxed in a genre like, um, Brock Lee said it best, it's like we're a sprinkle of K-pop, we're a sprinkle of rock, we're a sprinkle of like rap, trap, like everything. You'll see every style, there's nothing that we're not going to do.
3: Yeah. And I feel like it's just from where we grew up, like what cultures we grew up with, because we grew up in Toronto, but then we are from Korean background. So basically utilizing the best, you know, stuff we could get out of K-pop and utilizing the best parts we could get out of the music that they make here yeah that's like our music
0: i'm gonna touch back on the idea of a debut album just a, a bit more into the interview but just for now um i know you guys went on the canadian tour um can you guys talk to me about what that was like because again there's a difference between you know performing locally and doing all these shows but then doing a tour and understanding like the schedule of it and that whole aspect how did you guys get used to that kind of life
2: we didn't really get a chance to get used to it because we would we arrived in uh, Vancouver and like had one day of break and then we would play and then we'd have to get ready to go to the airport like in that morning and then land and then play again until we got to Toronto and then that that scheduling honestly like was hectic but it was still so, like rewarding when we like it was worth it' were able to play in front of like fans in Calgary and Vancouver and Toronto, like, yeah, I think we, we did good for our first tour. Yeah. Shout out to Park and BY.
0: But, but yeah. to, uh, Touch upon that just a little bit more with the whole scheduling and seeing how fast-paced it is. Were you guys surprised at all about how, how it really was, like, in that fast-paced world? Or were you guys, like, or maybe one of you was kind of used to it? Or, you know, how, how was that? Because it's a, it's a, me, it's a fast-paced world.
3: We were expecting it to be very busy, and it was very busy. Um, honestly, at that moment, it was just, we were having fun. We were enjoying everything that was going on, but we were so tired. Like, we literally slept on the van from, like, going to, from the venue to the hotel. That's the only time we slept. Because <laughs> literally, our plane would leave at 5 a.m. It was crazy. So yeah, we put a show, and then after the show, we just, like, meet up have a couple of drinks, and then we go to, back to the hotel, which is like 3 a.m., can't even sleep, and then gotta leave the morning, like in a couple hours to take the plane, so... I mean, it was hectic. I don't... I think at that moment we were so tired, like we, we weren't even complaining or anything. We were just <laughs> like, like kid, class, we weren't, we weren't you know, expecting. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Alright. Now, upcoming, um, you guys have a couple of new singles coming out. Uh, Freestyle, but more importantly, the one that's coming up sooner, Read My Mind. It's clear to me that visuals for you guys is very important so with these yeah. so with these upcoming singles especially read my mind talk to me about how important the visuals are for you guys and talk about these singles as well
2: um, read my mind is a, a single that um, we want to show like what it' like visually we want to show what it's like to like party with uptown boy band or even party uptown because create town is not really a culture. Over like an established culture in um, in Toronto, in my opinion, but like, compared to like LA Koreatown, so we're here trying to cultivate that and like we're trying to show that energy visually. And the song itself is deeper than the party, so like we like that whole uh, I don't I forget how to say, the contradiction between both like you know the visual and the idea of the song. And with "Call Freestyle," we wanted to show the most ignorant like, versions of us, visually, because the song itself is also probably, like, I think it's, like, our war cry song. It's, like, the hook goes, like, boy band, whoa. And once you hear it, it's, yeah, you're gonna shit yourself.
3: Yeah, I mean, I feel like, just like what Justin just said, cult is very, it's very hard, it's more intense. But we want to be my mind to be more easy, you know what I mean? Something very easy. Where people could listen to and not, like, get super intense and like you know what I mean like just like start jumping around. We wanted to make something that's easy, something that, you know, anybody could like, you know what I mean? Like Yeah. I don't think anybody will hate the song because it's very easy and the visuals of the music video itself as well. It's we wanted to do our take on a K pop music video. So it's very, you know, very colorful. Girls
1: dancing you know stuff like that mm. yeah so i read yeah I read my mind just physically pleasing to the eyes and we're releasing it tomorrow twenty nine. uh so check it out guys
0: yeah sure now going back to the album concept and the idea for a lot of people again like luckily a lot of my interviews are with like artists that are either up and coming or they haven't spent too much time in their career that their first album is still relatively close For you guys with your first album, do you guys see it as an introduction to yourselves and really a stamp, like, this is who we are? Like, how important individually for you guys is the debut album?
2: Um, I think it does establish, like, a point in our career, like, just, like, the step run, the phase one of Uptown Boy Band. But as artists, like, I think there's obviously things that, like, we could do better and we want to do better. Like the album itself though, like BBB, I'm not taking anything away from it. It's a beautiful project. I'm so fucking proud of it. Like we worked on it for so long and like to properly con- conceptualize like an album from like just saying it out loud to actually doing it. It's, it's so rewarding. And I think people will really be able to get like what we're trying to get across once the whole album comes out. I
3: mean, I also took part in the mixing process of the album, so just being part of the backroom staff of making an album itself too. Um, I was—it's very personal to us, so we wanted to get everything right. So it was—it was emotionally exhausting. A lot of you know, a lot of like sweat, a lot of tears, a lot of blood. We poured everything into it. And definitely, we are very excited to share this because it was definitely a moment in our life that we could only, you know, package into an album, you know. And obviously, now we finished the album and we're moving on to the next chapter, but that's something that we still, you know, want to reminisce about. And we want to make sure everybody could understand what we were going through when making album
1: Yeah, like. It's been a long time coming, like, uh, a lot of the music in the album Club UBB actually came from, some of them actually came from when we first started, kind of like in the beginning years, And because we've been together for three years, so we put like all our experiences, our memories, our emotions into that, so it's just like very rewarding now that we finally have it coming out soon.
0: Yeah, for sure. Now, usually the way like I end interviews... Um... I've done, like, five interviews so far with the COVID-19 kind of this era, I guess. Um, And usually I would tell, like, artists, like, how's the rest of the year going for you guys, like, shows and things like that. But now with COVID-19, I've been, like, changing my tone on that. So for you guys, like, how have you guys been keeping busy? You know, it's important to, like, be creative, but okay to relax. So just want to like, advice there. But, yeah, how have you guys been keeping busy with things going on?
2: Well, um... I guess, like, for us, like, we don't really see it as a slowdown either. Like, yeah, we can't play shows, but we're still, like, continuing to make music. And, like, we started tapping into, like, TikTok, and we're doing all right there. And I feel like for us, like, yeah, like, having a break is good, but, like, we really want to utilize this, like, almost like a hyperbolic time chamber and, like, come out of this, like, better artists, like, stronger people. You know what I mean? So. That's just that's what's going on in my head. Yeah,
3: um, I'm not gonna spoil anything, but we've just been we just been grinding. You know what I mean? Just uh,
2: yeah, we got more shit, even more got shit than before. Right? We got like so much <laughs>
3: shit. like yeah. literally, some people take it as a break,
0: no. but
3: it's it's harder for me because I'm literally home and I have to like call these guys every day and we're just banging out projects. You know what I mean?
0: So, yeah,
1: yeah. Like nothing's stopping us. We're just changing our methods. You know? For sure.
0: All right, man. All right, so. Yeah, just on a final note, um, I've been meaning to actually see you guys live, cause um, my like one of my closest friends Nathan, who I think you guys know by Tuna, like he always like tells me, oh, about yeah, you yeah, that, yeah. and he like tells me about you guys. So hopefully, you know, when things <laughs> cool down, I'll see you guys at a show. I think what you guys are doing is great. I think you guys are an amazing representation of you know the city of Toronto and what you guys are doing is really great. So thank you for being on Studio One. Thank you for having this conversation, and you know, take care. You know, stay healthy. Stay
1: active.
3: Thanks, Thanks, Studio One. All man. Mr. Osman, thank you. Thanks, man. See ya. Thanks. Thanks. All right, see you. Studio One.